This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, officially this time by Perry Goldstein. She is back, and no offense to the boys that filled in this week, Jacob, Andrew, Kyle. I appreciate you all so much, but there's just something more special and significant when Perry Goldstein is back on the mic. So, Perry, yeah, we we got a win to talk about. That's fun. Yeah, I had to come back for that. Um, Before we start, happy holidays to everyone. Happy Hanukkah to my tribe. Merry Christmas for those who celebrated this weekend. And especially a Merry Christmas to Packers fans who now not only got to watch a win on the holiday, but the Packers increased their chances of getting into the playoffs to 37%. (laughs) Which, you know, I like to gamble, actually. But, you know, depending on how you feel about those odds, some people might love them. Some people might uh, hate them. But. Aaron Rodgers in December will literally always give you a chance. I think his record was like 41 and 14 in December games, which is just insane. And And Matt LaFleur is now undefeated in December still. You got to love it. Unfortunately, now these next two games will be played in January. um, But at least Matt LaFleur does get to keep that streak alive for another season. So let's talk about it. I know, you know, we talked pre-show about wanting to do some, some highs and lows of the game. And, you know, there were some moments that were really spectacular. There were some moments that I think had fans on the edge of their seats and, you know, it just felt like maybe the game would slip away. So Packers win 26, 20. Um, and they, they shut out the dolphins. The entire second half ended up coming back 16 points um, unanswered to beat the dolphins at home and, you know, have a very Merry Christmas W. So what were your initial takeaways, I guess, from the game? We can start there. I feel like there's so much to unpack from this game. There were so many. It was wild. Um, I think at the end of the day, you look at the stats from both sides and it's the 
interceptions are the are the decider of this, right? Like both teams, it was the tail of the passing yards, right? This was a pass first game from both sides. Running the running game did not exist. We can talk about that in a bit, but this was all about both QBs under center who could make more plays bigger plays in key moments and it turns out you know Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Packers defense are the ones that could make those plays um the Packers defense I think won this game um actually I shouldn't say I think I think that's a pretty solid explanation they won this game um they took the ball away from the Dolphins three times in key moments where the Dolphins were driving to go either score and tie or score and win um and that's the turnover battle. That's that's the name of this game. Yeah. I mean, I think going into this game, and I, I said it on the preview show, like they're this Dolphins offense can and did, you know, they can they can light up and score an ADR touchdown in five seconds. And then your yeah. defense, you know, is reeling after that. And that can flip momentum so easily. So the fact that the Packers were able to combat that by sustaining their own drives, flipping field position with Keyshawn Nixon, who's just a complete revelation. And then the defense forcing turnovers to give the Packers those extra opportunities with the ball. They did everything that they needed to do to, you know, stay in this game and then eventually obviously win it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this Dolphins team at the beginning of the game, I was sitting there like, this is going to potentially get out of hand because Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are, incredible wide receivers who are explosive, really well-rounded all over and looked like they were absolutely cooking the Packers secondary. And then they had Raheem Mostert really in the beginning of the game. And then the Packers actually did a very good job of stopping the run, um, getting, you know, 15, 10, 12 yards per carry. And you're thinking this is going to get just roll downhill very fast. And I think it was a building block, right? A game first the Packers defense was able to really stop the run and that forced Miami to put the ball into his hands and lean on the pass game and while the Dolphins have a very explosive pass game like you just said Tua made plenty of mistakes because they had to throw the ball because they weren't getting anything on the ground and the Packers secondary they have had a really up and down season they've had some miscommunication issues but they know how to make plays on the ball Right. And so they just capitalize on, you know, mistakes really from Miami. I, I don't know if the Packers won this game so much as the Dolphins lost it. Um, but it's all about like playing what's in front of you. And the Packers just took advantage of every mistake and every opportunity they were given. Yeah. I, I remember literally telling Mark during the game after the first Jair interception, I said, it looks like they're a swarm of bees because they were in yellow, but like the amount of bodies that they got surrounding the football, it was like the swarming mentality that we've heard, you know, guys like Joe Barry talk about where, you know, any like Tyree kill, uh, honestly, if he catches that ball, he can make anybody miss. We saw Waddle, we saw them making the DBs look silly, you know, for a, a large part of that, that early part of the game. And then, you know, they kind of righted the ship. They got more comfortable. They settled in. And Tua, like you said, made mistakes. And it, I absolutely agree with you that it's, you know, regardless of if a game is handed to you, you know, you still have to to win. The, the Packers could have just rolled over and, you know, made their own mistakes and given the ball back to the Dolphins. So the fact that they were able to capitalize, I think, says a lot about their mentality, not only, you know, in that game, but now they're on a three-game winning streak and they're getting some momentum. And, you know, we'll talk about this later on, but 
two division rivals at Lambeau to close out your season for a shot at the playoffs. I, I like the trajectory that this team is on, you know, all things considered about past, present and future. Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast. Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I think that's the one thing, and we can switch to the offense in a second, but a caveat this statement by saying I don't think Rodgers had a very good game. Um, He just had some trouble. I mean, it's been all season. He has some incredible wow moment throws where you're like oh my god like that's who we know and love and then there's some moments where you're like I don't think he read that correctly but with that being said in the current moment where the Packers are I'm not sure I'd want anyone else under center right like Aaron Rodgers is that guy and he has been his entire career who can he can win you games like you you want to bet on the Packers going two and0 and making their way into the playoffs against two division opponents Aaron Rodgers can do it and honestly I tweeted this out a couple weeks ago and I got a lot of hate for it and now they're on this win streak Packers haven't lost in a month and I'll say it again this is not a team that you want to make a run and get hot at the right time late in the season because yeah he's not playing at his MVP level but he's still Aaron freaking Rodgers and he, he can win you games and he's been in these big moments before and he knows what they feel like and he doesn't he has cracked under pressure in the playoffs in the past but I'm saying for this next two games if I'm the Vikings and the Lions I'm very unhappy that I'm walking into Lambeau against a guy and a team who know it's win or go home and I mean play old Pax, what she said, clips. I mean, we've been pretty critical of the offense at times and Rogers directly of the performances that he's had. But I think, you know, even in the offseason, we talked about like Aaron Rodgers could not be vintage Aaron Rodgers with this type of offense, right? Like he was dealing with rookies. There were so many injuries. Like his gameplay was going to look different than the gameplay that we saw from like 2014, even, you know, 2019. Like he didn't have a Devontae Adams. So that it was always going to be a different you know, kind of season for him. He's thrown 11 picks, very unlike what we've seen from him in his career, but it's working and he's finding ways to make it work. And, you know, the offense has sputtered in the red zone at times. Like, you know, they've, they've not sustained drives. They've still taken deep shots when they need like one or two yards. So (laughs) it's, it's not functioning maybe the way that we would want it to. And it's, it's not necessarily a well-oiled machine all the time, but they're finding ways to win. And they're winning differently. And I think that's what kind of is scary too, because we've seen now, you know, every, it feels like every playoff, it was Aaron Rodgers has to be perfect for this team to advance. Aaron Rodgers has not been perfect and doesn't have to be perfect. And they're still finding ways to win football games down the stretch here. And I think that's, you know, a credit to your point that that's scary that, that he doesn't have to be perfect and isn't perfect and they're still winning. Yeah. And granted, like some of these wins have come off of teams that are, Yes, you know, iffy, but they've had some big. Obviously, now Miami is a playoff team, right? They are have a winning record, and the Cowboys are a playoff team. They've already clinched a spot. Like they've beaten some real legitimate teams here. So we will see how it goes. I think what's scarier is that, like, we talk about Packers fighting for a wild card spot. 
Packers team is the definition of a wild card. And I was thinking about this this morning about how difficult it must be actually for a defense to game plan because this team looks wildly different from week to week. So you know kind of what to expect, right? Maybe Miami went into this game planning for Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, right? Fair, do that. And I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, but Aaron Jones got six touches and Christian Watson didn't play for the second half. I I think his hip flexor is okay, but you go in with some kind of like defensive game plan and then the Packers switch it up on you and start throwing the ball to Mercedes Lewis, who's 39. So there is some advantage, I guess, in the wild cardness of this Packers team and this Packers offense. Obviously, as a fan, I think we prefer a level of consistency that we haven't seen at all, but maybe they're just leaning into it. Yeah. And I mean, I talked about that with Jacob too. And, you know, historically this season, the Packers have not done well in away games. You know, most of their losses came obviously week one against the Vikings. They lost to the commanders. They lost to the bills. They lost at the lions. So knowing that, you know, they were coming into Miami with basically their entire season on the line, it was scary. And, you know, they, they played well and now they have two home games. And I know the Packers would always want, playoff games to run through Lambeau, even though it hasn't worked out for them in the past. And I don't want to get too far ahead of them, but I think these are those kind of galvanizing moments for a team that, you know, they've kind of flipped the script. Like they've shown that they can go to away stadiums and win football games against, you know, really good opponents. So I think, you know, these are just those moments where all season we questioned how the team would respond to adversity. You know, they've got punched in the mouth and we kept questioning whether they'd get back up and this is them getting back up. And I, again, I don't want to look too far ahead and like give them a playoff spot, but I think that kind of adversity is going to set them up for success because we know if they do make a wild card, they will be traveling. They won't have any home games. So I think, you know, that's a mentality they need to keep. There's also something to be said for like kind of playing with house money at this point. Mm -hmm. Like no one thought that they would make it this far. And like, I'm going to be clear here. I don't think this Packers team is very good. Like I don't like they're like, we're talking about them fighting for the seventh seed and in any other season barring last year, like that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? So in the traditional sense, this is not a playoff team. They've changed the playoff picture. Now nine and eight team can get in, right? The Packers are mediocre with a couple of players who can elevate them to win and beat a good team. Um, So, I think there's some like tempered (laughs) expectations, at least on my end. But at the same time, when you are an underdog and you can just go in and play spoiler, that's a very different mentality than the past couple of seasons where like the expectation is so high and the pressure is so high and it's just so much easier to fold. Whereas I think now they're like, okay, we just need to go in and win. Okay, now we just need to go in and win. And we'll just see where it goes from here. Um, staying in like the present moment has probably actually done them some good instead of thinking ahead to, oh, well, we need the one seed or, oh, like who's coming to us? Oh, we're going to get Tom Brady. Oh, we need to make the Super Bowl. Oh, this, this and this in the future. Like that's not how you play in the NFL. So going week to week has been doing something, I think, positive for them. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you can't look backwards and, you know, there's plenty of games that they arguably should have won, could have won. 
that that fell to the wayside and slipped through their fingers. So the fact that they are able to to still approach this with something to play for and talk about going one and zero each week, you know, now if you go one and zero the next two weeks, you basically have a shot at the postseason. Which if you talk to us, you know, <laughs> week nine, you know, after that loss to the Lions, we were ready to write off the season. So yeah. you know, this is a this is a team that clearly I just. I, I never thought that Matt LaFleur's job was in jeopardy. You know, I never thought that, you know, most of the the coaching staff jobs were in jeopardy. Maybe defensive coordinator is a little bit different story. But guys like Adam Senovich, like I thought that a lot of those guys were going to keep their jobs. And we basically said, like, well, what do you want to see from the rest of the season? I want to see them respond and I want to see them stick together and galvanize. And I think right. these last couple weeks have shown, regardless of whether or not they can finish off and make it to the postseason, I like the way that this team has set itself up for next season and beyond, you know, whether it's Rogers at the helm, you know, the developmental moments for like Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. I thought Quay Walker had an awesome game he yesterday. Did. Like the, some of these young guys, Zach Tom getting thrust into action, like uh, JJ and Igbari, what we're seeing from a lot of these rookies is going to do so much for their ability, you know, down the stretch and for the next couple seasons and beyond. So, yeah, you know, this always- team fights. I, I will like, no matter what happens, this team, has that kind of like we're not done until the clock strikes zero mentality 2400 sports is an odyssey company 